right, guys, welcome on in. What is going on Instagram Live? It is Thursday night. If you are listening to this on the podcast or you're watching this on the YouTube, then you are getting a rebroadcast. And it is probably about Friday morning when you're listening or watching this. But if you are watching on the YouTube, I am there with you live in the live chat, chatting with all of you. What's up, guys? Hi, Derek. Hi, Lamp Me 54. Lamp me. Ooh, that sounds naughty. Baby Nolan, yes. Congrats to your girl Mar. I'm bringing baby Nolan into the world. We love you. We appreciate you. Guys, the bat getting my tea. Yes, get your tea ready, Lisa Marie, because we're going to be spilling it today. If you are on Instagram, the badges are on. I love the badges. I will continue to shout you guys out. If you have questions, leave them in the little question button. There's a little question mark there on the screen that you can click. Send me those questions. We'll do Q&A at the end. Just discovered you. Oh, thank you, El Merca. Merca 67. Welcome on in. Hey, hey, Derek. Love you here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Would this live be saved? Yes, the lives are always saved on Instagram. I upload the audio to the podcast, and then I up I upload the broadcast to the, the YouTube. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Lisa Brenna's daughters and their connection to Erica Jane and the Ronald Richards of it all, and we're going to be recapping Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I do have a little bit of summer house tea that I might be able to be spilling. Ooh, we got our first badge, Convos with Lisa Marie. Yes. Also, I'm drinking another Drag Me can. Guys, these are selling out fast, so you're going to want to get... These are only limited edition, so as soon as these sell out, it's done. We're not bringing back the Drag Me cans. They will be sold out, so you can go to nofilterwine.com if you want to order some no-filter wine. This is a light, crisp rosé, 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. Trying to get through this intro very quickly. Oh, my God. Thank you guys for all the badges. I will do shout-outs shortly, but keep coming in. Thank you, your grandmar. Keep the badges coming. Keep the love coming. All right. Let me crack this baby open. Mm, mm, since I have to prove to you guys that I really do drink. Okay, I know people hate when I drag out the intro, so let's dive into it. So, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, this week, Radar Online published an exclusive, okay? They published an exclusive basically implying that Erica Jane spent $156,000 that she had spent on... Lisa Rinna's daughters, Amelia and Delilah, they started a clothing line back in 2019. It wasn't like an actual company that they started. It was more of a like influencer collab that they did. It wasn't their company necessarily, but similar to like what Kendall and Kylie do with PacSun. They design clothes for a specific collection and then that's sold through PacSun. So then if I wanted to buy those clothes, I would go into PacSun, make the purchase, and then on my bank statement, it would likely say PacSun or a PacSun parent company. Okay, so this came from an exclusive, which came from an interview with Mr. Ronald Richards. Wow, what a coinkadink. Don't we love him? Um, We'll get into it in a minute because I know you guys like to drag me when I bring him up or when I question him, but there is reason and it is in pursuit of the justice for the victims like that is always the priority on the podcast is to bring them justice and to to bring you guys into the loop and to provide context to a lot of these um a lot of these situations that are really really complicated and I spend all of the time like El Woods just kind of sifting through everything to break it down for you anyway as of today Raider Online has since retracted their article with their exclusive with Ronald Richards so they're saying that that was not actually true they published a whole new article basically the money accused Erica of giving that $156,000 to Rena's daughters um 
which is interesting because in that original article, instead of, you know, paraphrasing it for you, I'm just going to read the direct quote that Ronald Richards gave to Radar Online. We have, this is direct quote, his exact words. We have no reason to believe those charges are for any other company than Lisa Renner's daughter's company. I repeat, this is a direct quote. We have no reason to believe those charges are for any other company than Lisa Renner's daughter's company. So I did my own little investigative work. I Kim Kardashian'd my way and, and did a little Googling and found out that the company in question is a company called DNA Inc. Now, he drew this conclusion based off of the fact that the influencer collaboration, the, the fashion line that Rena's daughters did a couple of years ago back in 2019, they named that fashion line DNA. That wasn't the name of the actual company. The company that sold the line was called LA Collective which would only make sense that if Erica did spend that money on the clothing line, which one, that's a lot of fucking clothes. But second of all, if she actually did spend the money on that clothing line, then the receipt, the bank statements, the records would show LA Collective. They wouldn't show DNA Inc. So I was like, well, let me actually look into DNA Inc. and see what this is. DNA Inc. is a Santa Monica-based video production company. Guess what they produce, guys? Music videos. Guess who used to have music videos because she had a a music career? Erica Jane. So it would make much more sense that she would hire this video production company to produce her music video rather than it would make sense that she would spend $156,000 on a clothing line that she's not even in the Target demo for. But he was basically trying to insinuate that she was, you know, trying to really support Lisa Rinna the same way that Lisa Rinna has been very supportive of Erica recently. Um, so, yes, DNA is the name of the collab collection that they did, but it was sold again through LA Collective, which would have likely shown up in the bank statements. The bank statements would have probably said LA Collective rather than DNA Inc. So if the bank statements are showing DNA Inc., it would only make sense that DNA Inc., which is a Los Angeles company, and that is their actual name because you can't really have two DNA inks based in Los Angeles, which is where Rinna's daughters live. Um, or I believe one of them briefly moved to New York. Anyway, I digress. Basically, I'm saying DNA Inc. came up on the bank statements and we now found out that DNA Inc. is based in Los Angeles and it is a video production company. But it's funny because... You know, I was watching the old clip of of Kyle and and Lisa Vanderpump when they got into their fight, and and Lisa Vanderpump was accused of leaking the article about the puppy and Dorit to Radar Online. And in that clip, Kyle is talking to Lisa, and she's just like, you know, what do you always say, Lisa? You always tell us that when you're reading an article, you have to read the article and look at who the article benefits. Who does the article serve to benefit in this case? It doesn't benefit Rinna's daughters. It it doesn't benefit Lisa Rinna. It doesn't benefit Erica Jane. It doesn't even benefit Rinna's daughters because, like, let's say they were trying to get publicity, like, just to play devil's advocate, let's say they were trying to get publicity for their DNA clothing line. That ended back in 2019. It was a limited edition short run collection that didn't actually go anywhere or do anything. So highly unlikely that any of them leaked any of this information. Highly unlikely that Erica's lawyers leaked any of this information because it doesn't help her case at all. It does help a certain individual that is giving exclusives every other day to the media outlets and calling up bloggers. That I mean, this is now hearsay, but I have heard from other bloggers that they have received communication from a specific special counsel offering up exclusives to get coverage on their shows. Again, that's all hearsay. 
It's not a that's not an accusation. It's just a rumor that I heard the way Jackie or the way Teresa heard about Evan in the locker rooms. And let's be honest, if I ran into Evan in the locker rooms, I can't say I would walk away. But it's interesting because a lot of people think that I'm dragging Ronald Richards or that I'm, you know, unfairly biased towards him. I want to be clear that I'm trying to hold him accountable because if there's anything we've learned from this Girardi case or these cases, this scandal, it's that Tom Girardi went unchecked. People did not call him out. And when they did, they were threatened, bullied, intimidated. He was able to get away with this behavior. That's the biggest question that all of us had. How did Tom get away with all of this for so long? It's by not getting checked by people. So my issue with Ronald Richards, not that he's not doing a good job. I have yet to see him do anything, really, Um, because if we're being honest, what has he really done? He released her... her financials, which she tur- her team turned over to his team, and then he just published them rather than actually doing any groundwork. But he continues to go after Lisa Rinna, which if you go through those banks, the the um, report that he published where we get into Erica's financials, Rinna Beauty, no company connected to Rinna Beauty is even listed in any of those financials. Just as another side note, it's like he's it feels like he's going after these wild goose chase attention-seeking trails that don't actually lead anywhere because he has yet to produce any evidence. He has yet to produce any um, receipts. It's interesting because he did just tweet me today where in response, because I called him out and I said, this is what I found out about DNA Inc. It's It's interesting to me that I was able to Google this and find it out so quickly. And yet no intern on your team was able to find this out. So then you're giving these bold statements that you're making to radar online, where again, I repeat his statement was, we have no reason to believe these charges are for any other company other than Lisa Rinna's daughter's company. Well, he changed that tune today when he tweeted me and he then tweeted me and he said, we have no reason to believe anything. We have no reason to believe anything as Erica won't admit that the charges were paid for on her behalf. She can clear it up what the charges are for. They're minuscule in compared to the overall $25 million, but you can't assume anything unless she produces an invoice. Okay. I like how he continues to kind of deflect and put it back on Erica um, and make it seem like, oh, well, she's not fully cooperating. Even if she's not fully cooperating, Tom Girardi has pretend amnesia, but Alyssa Miller is still out here busting out reports and going through his financials. Alyssa Miller is doing her J-O-B. Ron Richards is too busy talking to the press and making a mockery of the case. And this is where I get upset. And this is where I get passionate because... We're making a, a circus out of this case for press and attention and clout or whatever the fuck. I mean, you can say, like you can defend his Twitter all you want. He has a First Amendment right. He fought that in court. Fine. He puts out good information there. But making these bold statements to the press and giving these exclusives, in my eyes, does not feel ethical to me. You're making it about you when it's not about you. It's about the victims. We need you. Your job is to be in pursuit of getting the money for the victims. So do your fucking job and make them the priority here. You're making a 40% commission. And on top of that, you are wasting your time going on these wild goose chases that are leading absolutely nowhere. Guys, if we want to say that the victims are the priority, then we need to hold him accountable just as much as you want to hold Erica accountable. You want to rip Erica apart. Yes, it's easier for our culture to tear down women. Cool. Got it. But you also have to realize his 40% commission or any money that he makes off of this case, because 
because he does make money. And yes, you're right. He's doing a job. He is entitled to money. But you have to realize where that source of money is coming from. That source of money is coming from the source of money that funded Erica Jane's lifestyle. So if you want to be upset with her for spending that money, that money is going out of her pocket and into Ronald Richards' pocket before it even goes to the victims. And not only that, the victims are at the back of the line. The banks and the lenders are at the front of the line to collect their money. So yes, we should be holding this man accountable and we should be reprimanding him when he makes a mockery of these things. We should absolutely be doing that. Nobody checked Tom Girardi and that's how he got away from it. So if somebody wants to be out here and say that they're fighting for the victims and that they're doing this to help the victims, then we should absolutely be holding them to the exact same standard. Because like, it's ridiculous. Like what? First, she, he and Ren, the, Eric invested in Rena Beauty. There's no proof of that. There are no receipts. There's no link to that. Next, she invent, she Erica invested into Rinna's daughter's clothing line from 2019 that was an influencer clap. Like, come on, what's going to be next? That Erica Jane paid for Harry Hamlin's manicures? Like, now you're just like, you've got a hard on for Lisa Rinna, and Lisa Rinna isn't serving the case at all. She's not. There's no money that you're going to find that Lisa Rinna has that you're going to bring back and put into your own pocket. Stop clout chasing. It's it's a game as old as time. You go after a celebrity that's going to get you attention and headlines and you continue to ride their coattails because it gets you attention and headlines. It's total deflection. Like, come on, your new statement is that we have no reason to believe anything. But yet just the other day, you said you had no reason to believe anything but that the money went to Rena's daughters. Like, come on, get your shit together. Do your fucking job. Do your job. Don't threaten to sue me. I don't want to hear from you in the DMs. Do not threaten to sue me. I have plenty of emails. I have plenty of emails. I have voicemails with him demanding I have him back on my show, with him threatening to sue me for defamation. I'm sorry, but you fought for your First Amendment right in court to be on Twitter and to now make yourself a public figure. You're doing press every other week. You've arguably now become a public figure. I don't make any accusations. My job is to comment on pop culture news, and that's what I'm doing. I'm commenting. Yes, there is some speculation. That's part of my job. Yes, I am forming my own opinions. That is what this show is. I form my opinions. That's my job. Maybe you should do yours. Yes, I'm calling him out now. And yes, I'm going to get bold. And yes, I don't give a shit if you drag me in the comments anymore. I'm sick of it. This behavior is not tolerable and it's not helping the victims. You can say I'm defending Erica all you want, but we're not helping the victims. And that's what the priority should be. Helping them. Not feeding your own ego. All right. I think I got a little heat. I'm going to have a little sip of my rosé now. Mm. Oof, I see a lot of comments coming in. Um, speculation is part of his job too, it seems. Um, I mean, yes, he can speculate, but like, give me facts. Give me receipts. Give me something. If he invested in Rena Beauty, don't tell me he invested in Rena Beauty until you have the receipt that the money went into Rena Beauty. Show me the fucking receipt and we'll do it. Because guess what I did? I showed him the receipts of what DNA Inc. was. I looked into it. I found the company. I screenshotted it. I showed him the receipts of what DNA, the fashion collab was that the girls did in 2019. I showed them LA Collective, the company that, that sold the line. I deliver the receipts. Show me the money trail or don't speak about it. Alyssa Miller isn't out there doing um, the press interviews every other day. And guess what? Alyssa Miller is actually going through Tom Girardi's financials. He's literally has Alzheimer's and dementia and hiding and not revealing anything in court. 
you have nothing from Tom Girardi. Erica's at least willingly handed over her financial records. Go through them and do your job. Thank you very much. Okay, shall we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? He's just trying to clickbait. Yeah, he is just trying to clickbait. Where are the, re- where are the receipts at? Exactly, Bianca. Show me the receipts and I'll put some respect on your name. When If he can show me that he has receipts or he has proof of something and he's willing to reveal that, I get he has to reveal it in court. But then if you have the case to make in court, then you don't need to be making a ruckus elsewhere. Make your case in court and then you can come and do your whole press tour because then you're the holy savior that took down Tom, took down Tom Girardi. Cool, I'll give you that. I'll put the respect on your name. People forget I was one of the first podcasters to ever have him on my show throughout this whole scandal. All these other podcasters that have him on every other week now and all these other bloggers and all these other press, like they weren't asking him for interviews. I was one of the first people to offer that invite to him. And I pimped him out and I kept telling people he was a great resource. Now I don't think he's a great resource. I'm disappointed in him because I believed in him. And now I'm disappointed. All right, shall we talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? It sucks because he's taking the attention away from the actual case and making it and making us not like him as much as Erica. You're right. And we shouldn't have an opinion of him, but we have an opinion of him because he's making himself a public figure. And here's the other thing. Don't try to threaten to sue me for defamation because you've now made yourself a public figure. And I've intentionally and repeatedly said my intention is not to drag your reputation or hurt your reputation or hurt your business. I said that repeatedly. My intention is to hold you accountable for the things that you've done. There is nothing different than what I'm doing publicly in comparison to what you're doing to Erica Jane. You're trying to hold her accountable. I'm doing the same thing, homie. Let's play. All right. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This was probably one of the best episodes. So this episode was called The Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. And I was on Up and Adam this morning and had a great conversation with Adam. Um, I didn't read the comments from it because, you know, I am very unfiltered and I I speak my mind and it's not always, I never follow the fray. I don't go with whatever the crowd is saying. I always stand outside of the crowd, analyze things objectively, you know, do my own research and then formulate my opinion from there. So I was on Up and Adam, definitely support him on YouTube. Great YouTube channel, great guy. Um, no, we've never dated. That's like one of the most common questions I get is have we dated? Never dated Adam. Just want to throw that out there. And while I'm clearing the air, I just also want to say to all the trolls in the comments that say that I'm on Erica's payroll, it's true. I am. She gives me 500000 a month. That is what she pays me to defend her. Um, my wine brand, yes, it is built on the backs of victims and, and orphans. Everything you have to say about me is true at this point. I'm not even going to bother defending it. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Up and Adam. I forgot why I brought that up. That was the reason I brought him up. But anyway, support him. And, you know, obviously my rent gets paid by Erica Jane and her sugar daddy. So, you know, there you go. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, pat the puss. Okay. Um, let's talk about Beverly Hills because this was a juicy episode. Oh, okay. That's why I was talking about it because the episode is titled The Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. And people are like, well, what is The Dinner Party from Hell Part 2? It's a nod to The Dinner Party from Hell back in season one. Remember with the psychic and she was doing the smoking and then Kim Richards was like, Taylor, why don't you blow up your lips some more? And then they told Kyle that her husband will never emotionally fulfill her, which I thought was so interesting because we see Kyle and Mauricio all these years later celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary, which was, I thought was actually really 
sweet and nice. And I was like, you know, maybe he does emotionally fulfill her. I mean, if he doesn't emotionally fulfill her, I hope he at least sexually fulfills her. I mean, I look at Mauricio and I'm like, he could probably sexually fulfill me. He just needs to, you know, cut back a little on the weed before we hop into bed because I want to make sure he can keep it up. Actually, I don't like long sex. I'd like it to be, you know, fast or not fast and furious, but like, you know, let's let's get to the point. Let's get to the objective. And then, you know, I got things to do. I got research to do into the into I have to I have Ron, I have Ronald Richards job to do. I have research to do. It's funny. I feel like at this point the bankruptcy trustee should just hire me to do the investigating since I do it every week on my podcast, except I don't care to gain 40 percent of blood money. I don't need that 40 percent. Okay, so let's talk about Kyle and Mauricio. They're celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. It's really cute. He really went all out. I love that we like have the scenes of him lighting the candles. Like I am actually just very happy with their relationship. I think they definitely are in love. I think he does emotionally fulfill her. And if he didn't before, he definitely does now. You know, I think even when it comes to like psychics and stuff, like you can still change the fate. You know, once that information is brought to you, you can do things. You can work on your relationship even more, um, you know, and and diffuse that. I thought that was cute. Dorit's bridal collection. Now, you guys know I love me some Dorit. She's like my fave. I love Dorit. I love her for her fake accent. I love her for her tacky Louis Vuitton, you know, outfits. I love that she is an Instagram model and that's her J-O-B. Like, you know, I love her for all the things we want to hate her for. Uh, Zach, did you win any of the bids for the auction? Oh, no, I didn't. I tried. Honestly, your girl Mar, I was I was right there bidding, and then at the end, I think like the Erica Jane stuff went for like three grand, which was shocking. But like, wow. But Dorit's bridal collection, I think Dorit is just perfection for you know everything that she is and everything that she isn't and everything that she pretends to be. I just love that she continues to like the fake accent. Like we just we keep pushing it and we keep doing it and we keep living in it despite all the hatred people throw at her. Gotta put respect on Dorit's name. Bridal collection I thought was cute. I don't know if it was necessarily like a high-end bridal collection, but I thought it was very pretty. I remember seeing the photos on Instagram and they looked gorgeous. Um I don't think PK was the visionary that she was like claiming that he was when he was naming the dresses, like the pearl dress and he's like we should call it the pearl. And then there was the one inspired by an actress and and they were like, and he was like, we should call it the actress. And then there was the other one that didn't look much like a wedding dress, but it was like his favorite and he wanted Dorit to wear that and he wanted to fantasize with it. It didn't look much like a wedding dress as much as it looked like a nice like cocktail party dress or like a charity gala dress. Cute. Um, I don't know who's the target demo for Dorit's bridal collection, but like, you know, you do you, boo. I, I definitely thought that like bikini and beachwear were a lot more her vibe. Her, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's really like the bridal collection industry is just so niche that like, I'm not sure if like there's actual money to be made in that. Like, I don't know. I don't know who's buying. I don't know who the target audience is. I mean, obviously I assume she had a team that like really ran the numbers and found that this would be a profitable business for her. But like, I don't know. Um, Then we get to see Sutton's new house, which I thought... I love kind of getting to see Sutton like refine her independence after her divorce. She started her business. We see her now moving into her own home. I really appreciate that journey for Sutton. We see Kyle come over and Kyle's like, damn, I'm going to be collecting rent for a minute, honey. And I was like, yes, you are. 
Yes, you are, Kyle. Um, and then we see the conversation between Kyle and Sutton, and I definitely think Sutton was very big, bad, bold, and brave in her conversation with Kyle, because she, like, really reiterates that she thinks that Erica is lying, she calls Erica a liar, um, she says that she, that the, the story about Tom and the ding-dong ditch definitely doesn't make sense, it doesn't add up, first he broke an ankle, and then he, he ended up breaking a lot more than his ankles he ended up breaking the law but you know i feel like i don't know i i get where i get where Sutton's coming from and i understand her position i understand both of their positions where kyle's kind of like i've been on this show i know how these things go when you make such big bold statements um so i think kyle's a little more reserved with stuff like that and then Sutton, on the other hand i understand where she's coming from in the sense that like she really does feel like you know, she has a, like, she's on a mission and her mission is to try and get to like the truth of the matter. Um, what the truth of the matter is, none of us really know yet, but we have yet to, to, you know, see it all kind of play out on the show. And then, you know, obviously see it play out, you know, in real life. But I definitely think she had a lot of bold things to say. I understand where she's coming from. I think a lot of us would have a lot of those same questions if we were in that friend group and if we were with all of them. But Kyle helps Sutton into the ding-dong ditch. <laughs> um, so we have that scene, and then we get over your quips cracked me up. Aw, thank you, MR Sam. Lizzie, but Wendy has always been in the right this season, Right. Like, she's trying too hard to be on the opposite. How are we talking about Wendy? Girl, we're on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're not on Potomac just yet. But if you want to talk about Potomac, you can buy my new Drag Me wine. Limited edition. Selling out fast. Mm. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Pat the puss. Pat the puss. Uh, uh, pat the puss. Kyle talking about rent really makes me think that she is jealous of Kathy and her money. Let's talk about that because Kyle's got money, okay? Let's Kyle um, and Mauricio are probably the wealthiest of the main cast members. They have the most money. But when you introduce Kathy Hilton, like we went to Kathy Hilton's house and like let, let's give a special shout out to Patrick because Patrick was like giving us life this week. I was like, Patrick, can you come and serve me? Can you bring, can you wear those white gloves and just like serve me on a silver platter? Like I'll give you a blow job for that. Well, I mean, to be fair, Lala got a, a, a PJ out of her BJ, but, you know, I feel like at this point, I, I want some of that Hilton money. Um, off topic, who does your eyebrows? Okay, everyone, that's literally like one of the number one personal questions I get is about my eyebrows. I go to Marco from EcoBrow. Um, it's it's a combination. God, we're getting off off topic, guys. Off top, We can get more into personal stuff in the Q&A at the end of this. Um but real quickly, the brows are shaped by Marco from EcoBrow at EcoBrow on Instagram. Um, and I go to Dr. Deer Plastic Surgery to get a little Botox to get a little bit of that brow lift to like really give it to open up my eyes. Um, and then I fill it in a little bit with some um, EcoBrow product. There's like an EcoBrow. I don't think it's a pomade. It's like a it's, a, it's something. And I just like fill them in very lightly um, just to kind of make them feel a little fuller and to like kind of pop with my hair. Um, yeah, from EcoBrow. I use the color Liz. That's what it's called, Liz. Um, 
Okay, so we get to Kathy's house, and I kind of feel bad for how things transpired at Kathy's house because I feel like Kathy, like her staff was just like, who are these people? What are they doing? Like Lisa Rinna with the bell, like uh, what's going on? And then we have Erica in Sutton's face, and she's just like calling her out. And I'm just like, guys, guys, Kathy Hilton does not have dinner parties like this. Like Kathy Hilton is like, what the fuck did I do? What did I sign up for? Why did I have you come to like, we have caviar pie, everybody. We have caviar pie and vodka. We have caviar pie and vodka. Why are you making a mockery of my home? Um, Thoroughly entertaining dinner party. I love that Dorit was like trying to have a conversation with Gar- Garcelle. And then Kathy's like, nope. We're not doing that. And she shut that down real quick. I love that Lisa Rinna is ringing the bell. And then Patrick's like, uh-uh, homegirl. No way, Jose. I'm taking that bell. That is my bell. And bitch, you ain't going to ring my bell. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Um, Yeah, no. I was like, Rinna, girl, no, 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 no. But then we get into the Erica and and Sutton stuff. And I actually appreciate that Sutton tried to pull Erica aside at the beginning before everybody was at the table to be like, hey, can we have a word? I personally think it should have been maybe outside of a group setting. You should have been like, hey, let's have a moment to meet up. I thought it was very honorable of Sutton to be like, look. I know I've said these things. I know you've heard that I've said these things. I think the the straight up thing for me to do is to tell them to your face. That way you hear it from me directly. You know that I'm not afraid to just say them behind your back. I, I'm willing to have a conversation with you and say it. And I like I thought that that was a very honorable thing to do. I think Erica should have given Sutton her moment and Erica should have just been like, fine, what do you want to say? What do you have to say? Do you need to clear this up? Like she should have just given Sutton a moment. You know, like Wendy and Robin and Wendy's like, you need your moment. And Robin's like, I don't need a fucking moment. I think she should have just given Sutton her moment and they could have kiboshed it and hopefully maybe even found some resolution. It kind of feels like Sutton's a little bit of like a dog with a bone where like she really is trying to hammer in the ding dong ditch story. But at the same time, maybe that's what we needed to really get clarity around the ding dong ditch story. I would imagine the ding dong ditch story is going to end up coming up at the reunion and Eric is going to have to clarify some of the details of that. I would imagine. I don't know. They haven't taped it. I think they tape it next Tuesday. I think next Tuesday or Wednesday is when they're filming it. Don't quote me on that. I may be wrong. However, um, I think Erica should have given Sutton the time of day. We get into the dinner. Dorit gets shut down by Kathy Hilton. And then, you know, it, it comes up again because Lisa Rinna is like, okay, I think whoever has the bell, like, this is our time to be honest. We need to be on. We need to own it. Own it, baby. Own it. And so she's like, you know what, Sutton, you're going to be the first one to own it. I know I'm bad at impressions, guys. I don't try to be good at them. I'm not Amy Phillips. But anyway, she tries to get Sutton to own it. And Sutton is like, okay, well, homegirl, you weren't here to see that um, I was willing to own it. And Erica said, no. What's happening with the o- with the New York reunion? Guys, save these questions until we get to Q&A part. I'm almost done breaking down Beverly Hills. Um and I promise I'll answer all of that. There is a bit of news on the New York City reunion. It is happening. It'll likely be happening soon. They're getting ready for it. Um, I would imagine it's going to happen in like the next two weeks or so. But we're probably not going to get a reunion for another like month, if not more, I would imagine. Oh, it is back on. It was announced today. Who? Where was it announced? 
I know like Sonia's makeup artist was like posting that they were planning her look. Um, I didn't know that it was official. Well, I, and I heard reports. I haven't heard confirmation like from Bravo specifically, but I had heard reports that they were trying to scramble to put together a reunion now that they feel like the ladies are in a better place to kind of heal and mend. So we'll see. Um, but I do believe there will be a New York reunion that will be taping within the next couple of weeks. But like I said, we're probably, it usually takes them like three weeks to even edit it. So we're not going to see a reunion anytime soon, unfortunately. And to be honest, I don't really give a fuck about the special that they're trying to put out next week. I don't care. Mike Lush, what? You're saying, Zach, why? What happened? What did I do? Is my nipple out? Um, okay, let's get back to Erica versus Sun because this is the juiciest part, guys. You're distracting me as we're getting to the meat of it all. Um, and then I promise I'll do bad shout outs shortly and then we'll do questions and Q and a, um, it definitely, like the heart, I feel like this was a really hard episode to watch. I know a lot of people, um, hate Erica and I get it. I understand why, you know, I, I definitely, I don't try to defend her. I think when I add context to certain situations, people misconflate that as me defending her. But again, as in this week's episode with Dr. V people, the lesson we took out of that is that people will only find the answer that they want, you know? And I think a lot of people want their hatred for Erica to be validated. And if people aren't bashing her to validate that hatred, people then misconflate that or misinterpret that as, defending her in some weird way. Um, But I think it's like at the same time, like you're seeing a woman break in front of you. Like at some point, like, you know, like you're seeing a woman literally break in, like whether she's guilty or not guilty, you know the amount of stress, the amount of scrutiny that she's getting on the show, the amount of control that she's trying to maintain while losing control, especially on the show as the women are poking and prodding and questioning her. Like that's natural. You know, to be like, damn, she's really going through it. So whether you, I mean, and the other thing is like she could like the tears could be genuine. It could be it may not necessarily be that she's feeling bad for the victims, but she's feeling bad. You know, it may be that she's feeling bad for herself or the stress is just too much or whatever the case is. But what you're seeing is like a real raw reaction to what's going on on the show and in her life. I think a lot of it has to do with and I was, you know, chatting with some of the you guys in the DMs about it of being like, I think this is really like her defense mechanism. I don't think she is even capable at this point, or at least at the point that this was being filmed, I don't think she was capable of even acknowledging more than her own circumstances. And that's why you see these moments of her where she's like, look at my fucking life. And everybody's like, well, I am looking at your life and you're eating eating caviar, but the victims have to, like Garcelle said, Garcelle had a great point in her confessional when she was like, I, I see Erica's life, but I also see that there were victims and, and, you know, that Tom took advantage of who had nothing. And now they have even less than nothing. So I understand where Garcelle's coming from. But just, again, to give context, not to defend Erica, but to give context to the situation, I think what we're seeing in her right now is this kind of deflection and defense mechanism of being like, I can't even process the magnitude of what Tom did because I'm just trying to get out of bed and show up here and film right now. I'm just trying to get through my day because my world has exploded. And I don't even think she can get past the 
self-absorbed ego of realizing that it's not about her, that it's about a lot more than her, you know, but then if you think about it, if any of us were in that situation, I think we would also probably be acting very similarly, considering the fact that you're filming a reality show, you have these lawsuits that are coming out, not just about Tom, but about you now, they're coming after you and your money, um, and, you know, the PR scandal of it all that like, I just would imagine it wouldn't, it wouldn't be an easy situation for any of us to be in. Again, I think Sutton is right to question it. I wish a lot more of the women would question it. I think it was nice to see Dorit finally have her voice and have her moment and like tell Erica, like, I don't agree that this doesn't affect us, you know? And I get it. Sutton was worried about her reputation and I'll give her that. I think at this point, you know, her reputation is like she was just on Jimmy Kimmel. She's like being adored by all the Lisa Vanderpump fans. Like your reputation's fine, sweetie. You're doing okay. You're doing great, sweetie. You're fine. Um, I think we can let go of the reputation at this point because if anything, this has actually elevated Sutton's reputation more than it's hurt it in the in the long run. But I like that Dorit finally like had a voice. I think it's very easy when you're in a situation like the girls when they were all at Dorit's house in the meeting that Sutton did call. And we have to acknowledge like Sutton is spearheading this. Sutton did call the meeting. Sutton did speak to a lawyer. Sutton did have pages of notes. Sutton did have a lot of questions and came very prepared. Sutton should come on, should co-host my podcast with me with all the receipts homegirls got. Um, But you have to, I think we forget that like when you're in a setting like that, when the person isn't actually in the room, but you're in a group and people are validating how you're feeling, it's easy to then everybody kind of jump on that and be like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you're right. And then you pump everybody up and you get excited and you get all worked up about it. That's human nature. You know what I mean? That's not necessarily, like it's it's natural. Um, So I think it's a lot harder to hold that same conviction when you actually are face to face with the person. And then when you see this person and they're literally crying in front of you, I think it makes it a little harder for people to be a little braver. And I think as much as we want to like, like with me, I'm like, I keep it straight and I keep it real and I'm, I'm 100 and I'm unfiltered. But like, I think in certain instances, like if I were Sutton, I would probably tiptoe around Erica a little bit too, not because I'm afraid of her, but because you see this woman crying in front of you and you're just like, shit, am I really going to be the asshole that kicks a dog while they're down, you know, and again, that's not to not acknowledge the magnitude of the situation, but within the scope of the reality show, you know, you have to kind of acknowledge the circumstances. What did, oh, what did, let's see, Brittany say. Her lawyers are probably not allowing her to address the victims yet. I mean, that too, like we have to understand that there are so many other factors. Like this is not black and white. Like this case is 50 shades of gray. I mean, look at her Instagram account, 50 shades of gray. It's not a black and white case, guys. Um, So I understand it was at the end of the day. I don't pick a side. I'm like, this was a great fucking episode of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. This was a great piece of television and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm loving it. It's great. Boom. That's where I stand on it. It was a great fucking episode. Um, Did Kyle throw Sutton under the bus? Yes. Um, But at the same time, like, yes, I absolutely believe Sutton was thrown under the bus. I will acknowledge that. I will say that. And I firmly believe that. But at the same time, I also kind of understand Kyle's frustration because when Erica isn't around, Sutton very much is like, she's a liar. Her lawyers are feeding her information. Like, she's very bold when Erica's not around. And she doesn't have that same brazen personality when Erica's in the room. And again, 
you also have to acknowledge that when you're face to face with somebody, you're at a dinner party, like the circumstances, the setting, like it's all very different. You see Erica slowly start to cry and break down. Again, the, these circumstances like change things. If we were in Sutton's place, I'm pretty sure some of us would feel pretty bold when Erica wasn't around. And then when we see Erica and she's crying in front of us, it makes things a little bit tougher. You know what I mean? Like we have to fully acknowledge the scope of the circumstances. It's interesting, though, because a lot of people have brought up um, they're saying that like Sutton's uncomfortable being around Erica and Kyle. But in season two at the white party, Kyle kicked Russell and Taylor out of her house because of the situation with Camille. And they're like, how is it that Kyle would kick out Taylor, her friend? But yet here she is standing by Erica and, you know, kind of picking sides when it comes to Erica and Sutton. And I also have to remind people that like. With the Russell situation, Russell was threatening to sue Camille and the cast. He sent them a cease and desist, and he was the one showing up to the party with Taylor. They came together. They walked into the party together. Camille was present, and Camille said, I'm not comfortable around them because they've threatened to sue me. I'm not comfortable being in the same party as Russell because he sent me this threatening cease and desist letter. So... The circumstances are are different. You know, Camille said that she was uncomfortable. None of the women on the cast have said they're uncomfortable going to a party with Erica. So there was never a need to not have Erica come into the room because nobody complained about having to be around Erica. In fact, everybody wanted to be around Erica so that they can question Erica. And not only that, but none of them are being affected in this legally. Press-wise, yes. So I understand Sutton's concern with her reputation. Like, they're being, and like Dorit said, they're being dragged into the press, and that's not a good look for them. I'm sure Bravo's even pissed that they're being dragged into the press however um you know none of them are being sued none of them have received a, a cease and desist so circumstances are just very different in comparison to taylor and russell and erica erica hasn't legally threatened to sue anybody um there's no litigation against anybody on the cast erica i mean hasn't even been charged criminally yet which also goes back to ronald richards because it's like there are no criminal charges, which tells me, and we're, what, almost a year into this? This all broke, what, in November of last year? We're now in September. We're two months away from reaching that one-year mark, and no criminal charges have been filed. No inkling of anything is coming. Like, you know, at some point, we have to be like, hmm. Okay, those is my thoughts. Q&A, what do you guys have to say? Let me know how you'll feel. Ooh, we have so many questions. Oh, my God. we got guys. Okay, let's do bad shout-outs, and then we'll do Q&A questions. Badge shout-outs. Wow, we have so many. Ba wow, we got 15 badges already. You guys, you're fucking amazing, and I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Mm. Convos with Lisa Marie. Two badges. Yes, girl. Love you, because you were the one to give the first badges. MRSM, three badges. I love you, girl. I love you, MRSM. Blair, 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 Blair. Oh, that's just my favorite handle. Blair, Blair, Blair. Love you, Blair. Three badges. Your girl, Mar, two badges. Oh, your girl, Mar. Again, congrats on the baby. Everyone, if you're listening to this right now, send some love to your girl, Mar. She just had her baby. She's in our lives every single week, except for the one day she had to give birth, and she's already back up in here with her newborn baby. Lee, what's up, Lee? How you doing, Lee? Lee Eagleson, thank you for the three badges. Karen, oof, Karen, you and I, you comment a lot in the posts and I read all of your comments. Oh no, Karen from the Facebook, that's where I, from the Facebook group, you're always commenting in there and we always have hot takes, girl. What's going on, Karen? Thank you for the love. Thank you for the badges. Carl, or is it Carolee? Carly? Oh, Carly, Carly, three badges. What's going on, Carly? 
How's it do? Ooh, it looks like you got a nice little profile pic of you and your boo. I love it when you bring your boo into it. Three badges. You are killing it, my girl. Jay Sutton, 40. One badge. I love it. Jay Sutton, are you Team Sutton? Is that why you have Sutton in your name, in your handle, or is that just your real name? Faux reality. Faux reality. What's going on? Faux reality. You have to tell me what faux actually means. Is it like, I know it's not like pho the noodles. You have to explain to me what that handle actually means. But thank you for the three badges, boo. Crystal, 5580. We have to give Crystal a shout out too because Crystal does our live book club, our our Bravo book club that goes live every Tuesday nights here on Instagram. Um, And Crystal kills it. We wrap every Bravo book club with a quiz about the chapters that we read. And Crystal is like in it to win it and she slays it. I know Blair, Blair, Blair and, and anybody else that joins those, you know, Crystal is the MVP. She's won two weeks in a row now. Holly in the Valley. Love me some Holly in the Valley. Holly in the Valley was so sweet because when my my wine first came out, she literally, not only did she drop four badges tonight, yes, girl, but not only that, but when the wine first came out, she gave away free wine. She's like, I don't drink, but I'm going to buy wine and I'm going to give it to, to your listeners. And so she gave away two cases of wine and then she gave a third case of wine to another podcaster, which I thought was amazing. SoCal WC, what's going on, SoCal WC? How's it going? How's it going, boo? You always have hot takes in the live chat. Laura Eliza. Is it Laura Elizabeth and you shortened it? Laura Eliza. Oof, three badges. Thank you so much, Laura. Appreciate you, boo. Jessica Schaefer coming in with the badges. Yes, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. So many more badges just came in. I will do more shout outs. Mike Lush. Hey, Mike Lush. How's it going? Um, your profile photo looks sexy. Slide into my DMs. Um, Rob, another badge. I love it. Okay. I'm a little confused though, because the badges are now different colors and I don't know if that's an Instagram thing. Now they're like orange or do they get darker with the more badges people give? I don't know. I'm still learning the badges thing, but thank you guys. Robin. Love you, Robin. Thank you. Robin Jameson, Mike Lush. Oof. I DM'd you. I interviewed Ebony K. Williams. Check out on my Instagram page. I have Margaret Joseph's next Thursday. I want to collab with you. Oh, my God. Mike Lush. Yes. I told you to slide into my DMs. Let's do it. Read my message. Okay, I will read your message. But trust me. I get, trust me, guys. I try to respond to all the DMs. I promise you. I really try to respond to all the DMs. Sometimes it's hard sifting through a lot of them because some of them get, like, nasty. And I'm just like, Ugh. Okay. Let's do some questions. Oof, I'm going to need to have a drink. Q&A time. Okay, Robin wants to know, what do you think? See, this is what I mean, guys. When you leave badges, your questions filter up at the top of my screen. They don't show up in order that they're submitted. Uh, okay, Robin. Robin wants to know, what did you think of the meeting at Crystal's house? Oh, I can't believe I completely brushed over that. Um Oof, I have so many feelings about that. I mean, I agree with Erica and Kathy. I loved that Kathy was like, look, the reality, the good and bad news is people don't care about you. You know, I thought I was like, yes, Kathy. And then Erica was like, Kathy motherfucking Hilton isn't afraid to be in the same room as me. And Kathy has an actual reputation. Kathy, you know, the Hilton hotels, you know her. She is like has a real reputation and she's not worried. Like Sutton Strack, you have nothing to be worried about. Oof. Um, okay, let's see. Next question. 
Um, I held my uh, Chrissy. I held my breath that whole dinner, and I love me some Patrick. I love me some Patrick too. Patrick is getting it. Patrick, I hope people are sliding into your DMs and you're getting laid. Okay, so these are some of your thoughts on. Beverly Hills, because I put that out as well. Um, let's see. Junie said, I'm laughing at Lisa quoting the Bible. I mean, come on. That was a little ironic, right? Susie says, it was something else. Wow, just wow, just wow. I agree. That episode was nutsos. God, I have so many in here. Um, disturbing on so many levels. I agree with you. The episode was wild. Okay, so many thoughts about Beverly Hills. Um, Chris, Ochoa, Erica is playing the victim, but yet bullying Sutton and Dorit. Um, I really, so I've ta- I think I talked about this on Up and Adam this morning. I don't think she's playing the victim as much as she genuinely in her head believes that she's the victim. I don't know if she's like trying, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, she's a bad actress or she's a good actress and she should get an Emmy. Um I genuinely believe, and again, this goes back to the point that I mentioned earlier about her only having this tunnel vision to focus on just her circumstances and not even acknowledge. And I think she can't even acknowledge the full scope of what Tom did and the people that have been affected. One, because there's the legal issue. But two, I just think it would be too painful for her to even deal with that and process that and cope with the fact that her lifestyle was built off of blood money. But um, in terms of playing the victim, I think she genuinely believes that she is the victim. I don't think she's trying to play that role. I think she truly in her heart believes that. And there is that element of delusion and there is that self-absorbed nature that's kind of feeding into that. I see both sides. However, if I were in Erica's shoes and someone told me that I, you what? What would you do? It cut off your comment. Um Okay. I guess we don't have that comment. Sutton and Garcelle are mean girls. Um, Everybody loves to like throw out the mean girls term every season. I don't know if people are actually mean girls as much as they're all just doing their job. Yeah, I know that's not a, a, a great answer, but that's kind of the, the real answer, the true Hollywood story. Um... Oof, okay. Like I said, guys, when you write really long questions, they come up really, really tiny. Okay, Lisa Marie, have you heard of the courts officially? Have you heard if the courts officially asked Bravo to hand over the tapes? I heard something about it today. Okay, this is another Ronald Richards thing. And I know he doesn't like me to call him Ronald McDonald, and I've respected that. I respect that, like, he doesn't want me to call him out of his name. But I will say, stop behaving like a clown. That is one thing that he revealed. So it's interesting because he said a few different things. On my podcast, on Heather McDonald's podcast, Juicy Scoop, he said that whatever Erica says on the show isn't necessarily admissible. It's all hearsay. I've heard several other legal analysts say the same thing, that whatever she reveals on the show, whatever she reveals in the book, that can't necessarily be held against her in court because it is hearsay. What really matters is what she says under oath. The only thing they can really use her statements against her with are to like malign her character if at some point she is on the stand. I don't believe we'll ever see her be on the stand in a criminal case regarding this because, again, she didn't work for Girardi Keys and there's no real connection to prove that she had a hand in this. We have proof that Tom was the one that orchestrated all of this. So... In regards to Bravo having to turn over the footage, I know Ronald Richards uh, sent a letter telling Bravo, basically, and telling the production company. The the letter 
didn't do anything other than say, hey, in the event that I'm going to need this footage down the line, I need you guys to just make sure you don't delete or get rid of any of the footage. Why they would delete or get rid of any of the footage is kind of beyond me. But that's all the letter was, was basically saying, hey, in the event, not that it's now, but in the event that I need any of that footage, make sure you have it handy and ready for me. Make sure it's chilled on ice. As far as I know, they have yet to request the footage. And again, as far as I know, they don't need the footage. Like at this point, I mean, I wouldn't see a reason they would need the footage because like I said, he's revealed this himself. There's nothing that she would say on the show that they could necessarily use against her in court necessarily because again, that's all hearsay. What matters is what is sworn under oath when she, if and when she's on the stand or whatever her lawyer submits as her testimony, if she testifies on anything That's what can be used against her because at that point she is under oath. She can lie and say whatever she wants on the show. You can listen to my interview with Ronald Richards back from March. He says that himself. More direct quotes from Ronald Richards. Go and listen to that episode. It's on the YouTube. It's on the podcast. Um, As far as I know, they haven't subpoenaed that footage. As far as I'm aware, that footage has not been requested. Uh, convos with Lisa Marie. Okay, makes sense. See, my friend told me that and I was like, let me verify what's that. That's the thing. And like, this is the other thing because like there was somebody in the DMs today too who was telling me, he's like, oh, you know, I, I don't believe Erica because she says that she didn't see the $20 million go into her bank account and I just don't believe that you wouldn't see $20 million go into your bank account. And I was like, okay, well, we have to break this down a few different ways. One, we have to understand that that $25 million was an accumulation of money over time. Does that matter in terms of what she's going to have to pay back? Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out in next week's episode. I have a really good interview that I have booked for next week for next Wednesday. So stay tuned on that one. Um, I have Alyssa Miller, who's the bankruptcy attorney. I have her former partner that's going to be coming on my podcast and breaking down the bankruptcy, what chapter seven bankruptcy is and where Erica stands and what she could possibly do moving forward. We will get to the Vanderpump Rules trailer shortly, but I just want to clarify the 25 million. So it is 25 million, but it is an accumulation of 25 million over the course of 12 years, which is the report that Ronald Richards released with all the different money that went to these different companies, um, which again, wasn't really his work. It was more of Erica turning it over and him publishing what they turned over. However, yes, it was, it was over the course of 12 years and it wasn't direct deposits. It wasn't transfers of money from Girardi Keese's money to EJ Global's money. It was expenses that he paid on behalf of EJ Global. So basically, Erica had a personal, Erica and Tom had personal Amex cards. And so Erica was out spending a personal Amex card, not a Girardi Keys card and not a EJ Global card, but a, a personal American Express card with her name on it. She would go out, rack up all these bills in gla- excuse me, in glam, in music videos and all it like she would rack up all of this in in clothes in shoes in jewelry or I guess he spent the jewelry because she said she never bought herself jewelry. That was he said that that was he told her that was his job, but she would basically spend all of this money on her Amex card and then be like, okay, Tom, here's my Amex bill. And Tom was then using company funds to pay for those Amex bills on top of other expenses. So Erica arguably could it's possible that she didn't know that he was using company money to pay for her personal Amex because at the end of the day, he was the one paying the bills. So that's where the 25 million came from. It came from 
expenses, not direct deposit transfers. So when, you know, you see the news and the media reporting and they're like, oh, he made a $25 million transfer to Erica. He gave her that lump sum money. It wasn't a lump sum. It was an accumulation over 12 years and it was paid expenses, which is what Ronald tweeted himself about saying that it was value um, value given. I remember the exact term he used, but it was something about it was the value that was provided to EJ Global, not necessarily money that was being transferred. So no, she wouldn't have seen bank transfers into EJ Global's bank account because they didn't exist. She would just send the invoices over to Tom and Tom would pay them. Value received. Yes, that's correct, Crystal. It was value received. That's the term. Um, the bills probably went to the fork and she never even saw them. Yeah. Or they went to him. Like, I'm sure she said all the invoices that came in. She's like, send them to the boss. That's what she referred to Tom as the boss. So she's like, send the bills to the boss and boom. Yes, you're right, Houston text girl. It was not a drop, a 25 million drop in the bank. Which I think is what gets, uh, you know, confused and misconflated uh rescued boris thank you so much rescued boris for the three badges jessica schaefer coming back in with more badges she just dropped another badge thank you so much guys thank you i love you i appreciate you you guys are the bomb.com 23 badges tonight wow i really really appreciate this um just because like the badges help you know i don't charge for these Instagram lives, I kind of just do them because they're fun and we don't get to really talk to each other during the Monday and Wednesday episodes on the podcast. So this gives us an opportunity to have a dialogue and to do a Q&A and to just kind of connect on, you know, this level and, and have a drink and get Liddy City and just have a fun night together. So thank you. I really appreciate it. It, you know, makes the time worth it. Again, I never give my Venmo. I never ask people for donations. I don't have a Patreon where I ask you for monthly subscriptions. You know, even the wine, I don't even make a ton of money off of wine. If anybody knows the alcohol business, there isn't a ton of money in it. But I created this so that we had a product that we can share, that we can drink together and enjoy together. It's more of something that we can have and, and enjoy and appreciate together as it's housewives inspired more than it is me trying to make any money. So even the people in the comments are like, you should donate the money you make off of the wine because you built your name off of the Girardi case. It's like, first of all, sweetie, I was around and my podcast was around a lot longer than Tom Girardi's scandal and it'll be around a lot longer. Oh, trust me, Ronald Richards does watch because he always blows up my DMs after I talk about him in an episode. Can you answer my question? I'd love to know your opinion. Oh, can you please repeat your question? I'm sorry. I, do, I, do, I don't think I caught your question. The comments and stuff come in so quickly. And like I said, unless you guys are buying badges, the, your comments and your questions don't get filtered to the top of my screen. And there are a lot of them. So I am not able to always sift through them. So if you if I do miss one of your questions, please just repost it. Um, Blayeder. B-L-A-Yadr. RD, please just re-ask your question and I promise I will answer it. Love that you're not biased in your views. I try not to be. And I love when you guys hold me accountable. Like there were a couple of moments where um, you were like, y it feels like you're being a little hard and, and biased towards Ronald Richards. And I back, you know, and I was like, okay, let me backpedal or not backpedal, but let me tone it down a little bit. And then now I reached a point where seeing this Raider online and seeing them retract the article and seeing the statements that he made and the quotes that he's given that to me just kind of, you know, took it to a new level. Um, 
is it better to be a Garcelle type of friend or at least a Rinna type of friend? Um, it's interesting because I don't know what type of friend they are. Because if you think about it, the role that Lisa Rinna is playing this season is the role that Garcelle played last season with Denise Richards. She didn't ask questions. She didn't care if it was true or not. She was very much in the sense that, like, Denise is my friend and I'm supposed to believe Denise. And that's all that matters to me is what what my friend is telling me. The word that my friend is giving me is what I'm taking at face value. We come into this season and she was very hard on Lisa Rinna about being how, like, you weren't a friend. You questioned her. You shouldn't have questioned her while being her friend. It wasn't your job to question her. Your job was to be there for her. And so now we see Lisa Rinna taking on that role and people are kind of hating Lisa Rinna for that. But it's like, that's the role that Garcelle wanted Lisa Rinna to take. And now she's taking it. And I understand the circumstances are a lot different. We're talking about, you know, a threesome versus, or not a threesome, but an affair versus, um, or like a little rendezvous, a little scissor action versus, you know, this scandal. Derek Cooper, could the drama affect Erica's future on the show? Yes, but I think in a good way. You know, I think it's only going to continue to keep her on the show the same way it kept Teresa on the show because it, you know, people are interested. People want to tune in to see how this all plays out. Up and Adam this morning asked me, he's like, who do you think the MVP of this week was on Beverly Hills? And I was like, I think the MVP of the season has to be Erica Jane, as much as we may not like that answer, she's the reason we're all tuning in. Like, yeah, we can like Sutton or we can like Rinna or we can like Garcelle or we can like whoever we want to like. But at the end of the day, we're tuning in for Erica. Erica may receive a raise. Possibly. I don't know if Bravo would even be willing to give her a raise because at this point, I think they know she needs the money. Thank you so much. I needed to hear this perspective. Love, 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 love you. Thank you so much. What is EJIG? Erica Jane Instagram. I don't know if that's a question or you're asking me to clarify those abbreviations. EJ is Erica Jane. IG is Instagram. Um, her Instagram is the pretty mess, I believe, or pretty mess. It's either the pretty mess or pretty mess. They must have record viewers this year. Um, I believe the viewers are pretty good. Um, wow, Blair, Blair and Jessica, thank you guys so much. You did not have to give additional badges because you already gave badges, but you continue to be some of my biggest supporters. And I really appreciate you. Um, if I could chug a wine or I could flash a nipple for you, I would. But like we realized, Instagram got mad at me for doing that last time. But, you know, I've never been one to follow the rules. Okay, Jessica wants to know, Garcelle is really irking me this season. She is condescending. What do you think? I think she's very shady this season. I think... It's funny, though, because you see Crystal, the scene at Crystal's house and you even kind of see Garcelle's tone at Kathy Hilton's house. And in previous seasons, she's very quiet when she's around the women. I was thinking about it when they had the meeting that Sutton called, called at Dorit's house. Garcelle and Lisa Renner were the two that were the most quiet. So when you see them when you see Garcelle kind of not really say much in front of the other women, but in her confessionals, she's very shady. That's where I'm kind of like, I like it. I live for shade. Lord knows I throw plenty of shade myself. Um, but I do think there's a bit of a double standard there. Mm. Combos with Lisa Marie. Thank you for buying another badge, my love. I love this cast and RSM. I agree with you. Best fucking cast. What the heck happened with Roni? Why did they almost not have a reunion? What did I miss? Um, 
I think there was a lot of behind the scenes contention. There were rumors that Ramona was being fired and that she was holding out on filming the reunion. I don't know if that's necessarily true, only because the Ramona fired rumors have happened for several seasons now. At least the last three seasons, we've heard rumors of Ramona being fired. So I don't think this season was anything new and I don't think Ramona was letting it affect her very much. We also saw her very close to Andy Cohen when she did Watch What Happens Live. So I think there was just behind the scenes, like just tension between the cast overall. I think that was behind the scenes between the cast and production. So I think it was just a shit show behind the scenes that there was no way they could execute a good reunion without it looking bad, especially considering the topic of discussion this season that I'm sure Bravo wants to approach the topics with, you know, the due respect that it needs without causing controversy. So I think handling it and how to handle it was definitely part of that why they fact that in um i believe new york is going to be taping a reunion in the next couple of weeks i agree this season of beverly hills has the best cast that it's had since probably its first couple of seasons this cast is great there's nobody on the cast that i hate um i like them all i think they all bring something very different who has the best boobs on New York? Ooh, I think Leah has the best boobs on New York, to be honest with you. When they were bouncing around their boobs, like Leah's boobs just looked like perfection. I don't know if they're real. I think they're fake, right? I think they're fake boobs. They're great boobs, by the way. Um, Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Chug a wine for me since I may have. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you might be sick. Um. But I will chug a wine for you, but I will do it off. Well, actually, no, Instagram, that is bad. I do not encourage I do not encourage bad behavior. So if I do happen to do anything that's dangerous or harmful to myself, i.e. chugging a kind of wine, it may happen at another time. Do you think Giselle should be fired from Potomac? No, I don't think Giselle should be fired. I think she brings a lot to the show. I miss Bethany and Dorinda. I miss the days of Bethany and Dorinda. I think season 10 was one of Roni's strongest seasons. Any other questions before we close out this show? You have 20 sports. Aw, thank you, Elizabeth, for another badge. You guys are so sweet. Thank you so, so much. We have 26 bat or 26 supporters Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you guys so much. Like I said, this means a lot to me because you are supporting the podcast in this way, and I'm very, very grateful. All right, guys, any final closing thoughts, questions, comments? Will Kathy be an official cast member next season? I hope not, only because I think she's a great friend of, but I think we would ruin her and tarnish her if we made her a full-time. Aw, thank you, Nobu. No Buena Chica. Love it. No Buena Chica. Uh. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Uh, reunion was on hold because of Ebony and The View. Really? What about Ebony and The View? I know she's on. She's guesting on The View, and she's trying to gun a spot on The View. She's, like, coming for that spot. Ebony and The View. Yeah, I, I know she's trying to get a spot on The View. I don't necessarily. Oh, Vanderpump Rules trailer. Yes. I thought it was good. I thought it was strange that we don't address anything. We don't address any of the Stassi, Kristen, Jack's firings. We don't address that they're gone at all. I'm pretty sure that'll be addressed in the first couple of episodes, but I just thought it was strange that the trailer was genuinely just like, oh, this is just our next season. and We weren't dead for an entire year. So I thought that was strange. I thought it was a good, um, it was a good trailer. It looks like it's going to be a juicy scene. I don't think they gave us very much, but they kind of teased a lot. So I'm curious to see how it all plays out because they tease a lot of the drama. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah, I'm going to miss Stassi and Kristen and Jax. And I know they're, you know, not popular on the on the show. But, like, I thought that they were all... Here's the thing. With reality TV and with a show like Vanderpump Rules, the cast was not cast on the show because of their high morals. They were cast on the show because they were bad and they were, you know, not afraid to show their messiness on camera. So, yeah, I am going to miss Stassi. And I am going to miss Jax. And I am going to miss Kristen uh, because they were great television. Does that mean that the show's dead? Not necessarily. Let's watch it and see what happens. Um, yes, her spot at the reunion would hurt her chances. You're getting the tea straight out of NYC. Okay, Matt, deliver that tea. I don't even have this tea. But again, I've been knee deep and head focused in Beverly Hills that I haven't paid much attention to New York. All right, guys, I will take two more questions. If anybody has a final question before we go, we do have book club. We're finishing Dorinda's book on this upcoming Tuesday. We're reading the last three chapters. Um, yeah, we have book club on Tuesdays. I have a news breakdown on Monday. I have the bankruptcy attorney that's coming on the podcast next Wednesday. I'm also trying to book a um, mental health, or not a mental health, but an Alzheimer's and dementia specialist on the podcast as well so we can get into understanding the like how quickly that can progress. Thank you so much, Rescue Boris. For the badges, are you looking forward to Salt Lake City? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, SoCal, for the badges. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Um, Shamara, what's the next book? So based off of all of the votes, it looks like, okay, this is where I have a bit of a conflict. It looks like, yes, Crystal, it looks like the next book, based off of the demand and what everybody wants, the next book will be Erica Jane's book, which at first I was kind of like, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot to break down there. It'll definitely spark a lot of conversation. We'll definitely really dissect what she says in the book and compare it to what's happening on the show now. However, part of me is also like, but like, is this going to become a problem? Like, are people going to be upset that we're doing, um, are people going to be upset that we're doing Erica Jane's book? Because then that would encourage people to buy her book the same way I was telling people to buy Dorinda's book. And is that going to like cause a, a, a stir because then we're giving her money, even though anybody that knows books and knows book royalties knows that like you don't make any money off of books. The only money you make is with your advance. I know I've published four books myself, um, the only money you really make is the advance that you get at the beginning. Um, you don't really make much off of royalties. Like you make pennies off of royalties essentially with any books that come, especially way after the fact. So I guess considering that I know we're not really giving her much money. I don't know. I think pretty mess by Erica Jane will end up being the next book. Hopefully people um, already have a copy and they can just recycle their copy and not have to purchase a new copy. But it was overwhelming. I pulled you guys on Facebook. I pulled you guys on Instagram. Um, I've pulled you guys on the podcast and unanimously the book that everybody wants to tackle next is pretty mess. I mean, and like, you know, that's fair. There's definitely, um, and, and also to be fair, like any money that she's bringing in is likely going to have to be part of that 25 million. That's going to go back to the victim. So in a weird way, we are kind of supporting paying back the victims because we know she doesn't have that 25 mil in the bank. So any money that goes into her would technically end up getting looped back around to go back to the victims. Who cares? She's not the criminal Thomas. I agree. I think people do forget that. You're right. People forget that. Um, I bought it on Audible about a year ago and have not listened to it yet. Oh, okay. It's good on Audible. I enjoyed the Audible Um Okay, last question, which comes from Blair. Is the link... 
is the link for your Amazon storefront come out? Oh, yes. So the Amazon storefront is set up. I believe it's amazon.com slash member slash Zach Peter. Don't quote me on that. DM me. I will post the link in stories. I'll do a swipe up link right after this closes and, and posts. I'll do a swipe up link. All the books are linked in there. And I'm starting to curate a Bravo beauty segment. So as we're seeing a lot of like these beauty and wellness products, I don't do fashion, but as we're seeing like the beauty and wellness products on the shows, I'll link those in the Amazon storefront as well. That way we have, you know, we see them, we want to buy them, at least the good ones, the ones that we like, you know. All right, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate you all so much. Wow, we had a strong audience. We had 50 plus in the live viewing on Instagram all the way through, 29 badges. Wow, you guys are incredible. Thank you so, so much. Um, No Buena Chica, Rescued Boris, SoCal, thank you for being the last people to submit some badges. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I will talk to you very, very soon on the podcast. Okay, love you. Bye.